Fierce Fan Media. You know, it's really, it's to keep it cold. No, I, thank you. I put that together. Good. I didn't think you just were drinking wine with steel balls in it. Also, I'm wondering what's happening, though, because it definitely was like that Corbell I got from something that was somewhere. Um, It's got no bubbles. Was oh, it open? That's weird. No, it was closed. I just opened it like 10 minutes ago. That's so weird. I know. Was it the thing you won at the murder mystery party? Yeah. That's very weird. Oh, there's no, there's not a bubble well, inside. Well, listen, no give backs. All right, just suck it up. Bullshit. Maybe that, maybe that metal is taking out the bubbles. What is the reaction of CO two and stainless steel? steel? Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not a scientist. I'm, hold on, I'm gonna pour <laughs> some in another. I'm gonna pour some in another glass and see if you're right. Oh, I thought you were looking at me like I was stupid. I no. was like, I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, what if you're right? Hold on. That would be I'm some sure every, shit. I'm sure it? everybody is on the edge of their seats to find out. <laughs> I also wonder hold if on. it got hot. Have you ever had beer that got hot, cold, hot, cold, and it's like flat? No. No. I wonder if that happens with champagne too. Mm. Oh, maybe. But like it definitely popped when I opened it. It popped oh. right now when I reopened it. Holy shit! If je- oh my god, might be right. We're fucking scientists. I am a genius, <laughs> guys. I shit you not. <laughs> there are bubbles in this bitch. Well, that's good to know. So don't use it for beer or oh yeah. my god, bubbles. Taste it. See if it's fizzy. Listen. Wow. Not the fizziest thing I've ever tasted, but. The things you learn on the weekly wind down. The one with my big metal ball (laughs) just tastes like wine. I don't toss around the term genius lightly. I'm just saying. Science, man. After reading Glitch, I'm kind of thinking you are a little bit. Uh. Right. <laughs> I am not. Wow. Although I do want my cut from Apple for the communication glasses. Right. <laughs> that was a big coincidence. You totally sound like we invented the iPod. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I want my cut from Taylor for the title of Glitch. Yeah. You're owed some royalties all over the place. It sounds you know like. What I'm saying? Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. It, we're going old school tonight. It is just the three of us. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. Julie's uh, stepson is in town tonight, so they went to a barbecue next door because they have a little boy the same age as Caden. So they're hoping they can become friends since Caden's there for the whole summer. So, and then Aaron is in. Where is she? Oh, Indiana. What's one of those states we don't ever think about? Indiana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where no one listens to us, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. We still haven't nailed down the Dakotas, is all I'm saying. Oh, no, that's not true. We have South no. Dakota. We don't have North Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like since there's only 10 people there anyway, like. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? They'll stumble like upon mostly us. cows. Yeah. yeah. Mostly cows. I don't even know if the, what lives in North Dakota. 
I honestly got, I have no idea. I feel like regret no in STDs is the only thing that thrives in South Dakota. North what Dakota. For? Uh, the Plains. Plains. Which is a bunch of nothing. The, the rugged Badlands. Anna. Wasn't Badlands a bar? <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me why I Googled. <laughs> this might be so stupid, but I Googled North Dakota. And you know how it has the like people also ask? Mm-hmm. Tell me why the first question on there is what language do they speak in North Dakota? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goodness, friggin' Google exists because. To be honest, what I wouldn't give to be able to access the search history of certain people. And oh, not like, gross I know. But just to see how like dumb they really are. How dumb are. they are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'd yeah. be embarrassed if people saw my search history too is it as bad as what language do they speak in north Dakota? absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not but i can i can tell you there's some dumb th- like we googled last night what the definition of a prairie because we were watching little house on the prairie and i was like do we live on a prairie guys <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> so i mean I, there's some stupid like things on my no, search but i learned but but that's not that stupid because when i went to yosemite our tour guide was telling us about that like it didn't dawn on me that prairies Prairies have water. That's like what helps them. Like, of course, I know. But I, you always think think of prairies as like running through the fields or whatever. You can't run in that yep. shit. It's full of water. <laughs> running, Jackie. The, not everyone uh, just knows that the rice patties of yeah <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> Listen, bird, Western meadowlark. Their uh, state. Is the choke cherry? Oh my god! I thought you were about to start telling us about birds you started watching. I was like, no. oh, Stacy, we we need to get you out of the house. <laughs> Listen, their uh, their beverage. Did you know states have a beverage? Is it is it no. Coors Light? No. Pick the most North Dakota beverage you can think of. Uh, cow piss. It's milk, so you're not so far off. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Wow. Their their state dance is the uh, square dance. Oh, so close, yeah. so close with polka. I know. You learn something new every day. What the hell is our state beverage? Yeah, I'm real curious. Margarita. Wine. Oh, hopefully, let's see. I'm sure this is exactly why people are listening. <laughs> Everyone's hitting yeah, the skip button right now. Yeah. Information. Yeah. They're gonna. They're gonna be so. You'll thank numbered. us on trivia night at your local bar. Hell yep. yeah, you were. Okay, our um, state dance, West Coast Swing. Nice. That's fun as hell. We don't have a state beverage. It's wine. We're We're disappointed. Yeah, it's wine. We just made it. You're welcome. Send our royalties to... (laughs) California quail. Yeah. Oh, quail, that's right. Yeah. I knew that. Our our state insect. Asbestos. (laughs) What? Asbestos. Yeah, that's yeah. Serpentine. It's serpentine. It's asbestos, I feel like. No, no, it says our state rock is serpentine. Our state mineral is native gold. Oh, Kai just informed me that that's the same thing. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Well, serpentine sounds a lot better. So I'm a lot better. <laughs> Mar- the PR department for California is going to want you to say serpentine. <laughs> <laughs> Are right, you guys ready? 
What are we doing? For what? This is so exciting. To move on from whatever the fuck this is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. I'm going to start I us with. I haven't even gotten to our state gemstone yet, okay. but fine. Well, well, people will have to tune back in later. We'll, we'll do an after hours episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> get to the real nitty gritty. <laughs> We'll we'll look up uh we'll look up Wyoming next week. It'll be it'll be great, guys. It'll be thrilling. <laughs> All right. So this lady like summed up the Trump indictment perfectly in three minutes. So instead of trying to make what she did better, I'm just going to play it. And this is um the news girl from TikTok. And okay, so let's get into it. I just went through the 49-page indictment of former President Donald Trump with a fine-tooth comb, and there are some details we did not know and some new pictures you need to see. First, yes, there are seven different federal felony crimes against Trump listed in this indictment, but there are 37 counts against him. Now, before I get into exactly what the indictment says, it's important to say everyone in this country is innocent until proven guilty, including the former president. Now, to what we learned today from this indictment. Most importantly, though we always knew there were classified documents being held at Mar-a-Lago, we now know exactly what type of classified documents were found there. According to the indictment, they included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, U.S. nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The indictment goes on to say from the moment he left office, Trump was not authorized to possess or retain those classified documents. This indictment also includes photographs of the way those documents were being kept at Mar-a-Lago. You can see here from the time Trump left office in January until March 15th of 2021, all of those boxes, including those documents that have defense and weapons capabilities information, were kept and stored in the Mar-a-Lago white and gold ballroom, just sitting there on the stage. In April of 2021, some of those boxes were then moved to a bathroom inside Mar-a-Lago. Then in June of 2021, they were moved to that basement storage room. Then in December of 2021, there was this picture from inside that storage room, along with text from a Trump aide that said, quote, I opened the door and found this. Those documents are marked secret and spilled out all over the floor, mixed in with other types of documents. The indictment says on two separate occasions at his Bedminster Golf Club, Trump showed and discussed these classified documents with people who were not authorized to see or hear about them. The prosecutors say in July of 2021, he showed a writer and two members of his staff and described a plan of attack from the Department of Defense. And in August or September of 2021, he showed a member of his political action committee, a classified map related to a military operation. There are even quotes from Trump in the indictment who said at the time, quote, as president, I could have declassified it, and now I can't, you know, but this is still secret. Lastly, the indictment says Trump obstructed the FBI's investigation, including suggesting to his attorney to lie to the FBI, suggesting his attorney hide or destroy documents meant for the grand jury, and submitting a false document through his attorney that there were no more documents at Mar-a-Lago, even though Trump knew there were. The charges include 31 counts under the Espionage Act for the willful retention of national defense information. Now, as I told you in this video yesterday, whether those documents were classified is really irrelevant to this charge. This charge is 
is specifically about illegally holding defense information. Count 32 through 35 includes conspiracy to obstruct justice, withholding documents or records, corruptly concealing documents, and then counts 36 and 37 were about scheming to conceal information and false statements and representation. Counts 1 to 31 are punishable by a maximum of 10 years in prison each. Count 32 to 35 each have a max penalty of 20 years in prison, and counts 36 and 37 each have a maximum of five years in prison if found guilty. Now, the former president has said he is absolutely going to plead not guilty to all these charges, and he will appear in federal court in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. The special counsel has said they are going to seek a speedy trial. I mean, couldn't that happen to a nicer guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, with the evil stick. His second indictment in like how many months? I'm hoping. The only thing that may make this different, the only thing is I don't know that the Republican base gives a shit about sexual assault to women. They clearly don't, right? Like they've proven that over and over. Look at you got Matt Gates, who literally Venmoed an underage girl for sex. You have Jim Jordan, who was caught up in uh that that whole fiasco where that coach was sleeping with those college students, the football players, I shouldn't say sleeping with, I apologize. Um, assaulting those football players. So um, it's not, I mean, Lauren Boebert is married to, or getting divorced now, I guess, from a guy who has sexually assaulted minors. You know, I, I don't know that that was the breaking point for them, but we all know how much they love their wars and their military. So. I don't know. I don't know if it's uh I don't know if it's gonna stick. I, I I wish I had a crystal ball to to shake it. But these these seem like pretty legit charges and um I don't know. In my head, I think you should be embarrassed if you're still supporting this guy. Like I, I get it, you're conservative, you you know, down with the gays, pro-life, everybody who's not like me can go die. But like, are you still willing to vote for this guy? I mean, there's plenty of them to go around. You can pick a new asshole. DeSantis like, is ready. Yeah. I'm curious, like, what's going to happen? Because this, the trial, like, is not going to happen for a long time. You know, they say, like, we're hoping for a speedy trial, but you know it's going to take forever. So I'm really curious what's going to happen with him running for president again. Because from what I saw, he's allowed to still run. He can still be president if he's sitting in Which, prison. There's yeah, nothing in the Constitution that says he can't because we've never encountered this. Right. It doesn't doesn't make any sense but not exactly what the founding fathers had in mind <laughs> yeah but i'm curious like how that's gonna play out because how can he campaign you know while he's on trial easy same way he does now truth social surrogates i guess like i i totally get what you're saying i just part of me and maybe i've become cynical over the last like eight years because of this but part of me feels like they don't care like they'll listen to them live feed from anywhere they could hold a rally with you know however many people they can gather in a barn and put his face up on a big screen from prison and they'll still watch him and cheer for him and yeah everybody else is lying so i don't 
what I'm hoping for is what I've always hoped for is that this sways the independent voter away from him. Like you're never going to get the true MAGAs, like the ones who think that he was ordained by Jesus himself. And I'm not even being like hyperbolic right now. They literally think Jesus like tapped him on the shoulder and told him to go run for president. I'm hoping the people that sometimes vote Democrats, sometimes vote Republicans, sometimes like they vote based on the person. I'm hoping this sways them because this should remove the scales from whose ever eyes are left that's watching this unfold. They're a little bit more in touch with reality. And let's be clear, independent voters tend to sway Republican. So <clears throat> it's not like you're talking to, it's not like trying to convince a bunch of Democrats or liberals or progressives that, you know, this guy's awful. It's trying to take people that typically vote one way. And I think they're going to throw, the real question is if he ends up winning the primary, is it enough for them still not to vote for him? We can hope that it's enough for him just for them to stay home. Maybe they won't vote for Biden, but they may not just go vote at all. But now yeah. you also have no labels coming out. And Joe Manchin has been hinting around the fact that he may be on a third party ticket this year um, with him running for president. And then he's going to pick a Republican running mate as vice president to try and make an attempt at the presidency. So if they can peel away enough votes, because remember we, the presidency is decided by the electoral college, not by popular vote. And so you could fill a football stadium with the votes that mattered that Joe Biden won. It doesn't matter that he won by several million votes. What matters is that it was 10,000 in Arizona and, and 13,000 in Georgia. And like, if you get a, a third party ticket for people who are disenfranchised from Trump, who are willing to vote for him, Biden could still lose. So That's here so we terrifying. are. Here we are. Another another fun year and a half. Can we just I wish we could make a rule that they couldn't start campaigning until the year of the election. Like, could yeah. we get three full years of right. just, like, just none of this shit? Like, why can't we make that a rule? Yeah, and I get I it. January first, go for it. Start, start with your ads. Start with your nonsense. Start with your your campaigns. But could we? Could we not? I mean, they've been doing this it's too much. Republicans started poking their head out, and I, it, listen. In this instance, I'm not hanging on Republicans. Democrats do this too when there's a Republican office and they're getting ready to run. But Republicans started po poking their head out and saying they were going to run for president in february like with two full years left joe biden's term wasn't even half over or just past the halfway point when we have to start dealing with this shit it's exhausting it's exhausting because yeah, every single it. when was the last time we had an election that wasn't the most important election of our lives yeah right I hear Romney may throw his hat in again. I know that part to me is like wild. I take Romney. I'd rather have him over any other Republican at this point. So yeah, I would take Romney over. I, I listen. I hope it comes down to Romney and Biden, because even if Romney won, I wouldn't be like, well, I bet you North Korea is going to get the nuclear codes. Like I'd be <laughs> like, well, it's going to be an interesting four years, but we're all going to be here in the end. You know. <laughs> So, and then Chris Christie, you have who he has said his sole intent is to just like knock Trump out. And then DeSantis won't take a full on swing. So 
I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh-huh. I know. And I don't want to dwell on it here because everybody hears enough about this stuff. Um, the truth is what we can make all the assumptions we want about the indictment. This is what I wanted to bring up. We won't really know what's going to happen until we find out more details and those will start to emerge as like the trial opens and and whatever. So anybody who's making assumptions right now, they're just guesses. He could, he could be on trial for murder and still not, he could still look at OJ. He got away with it. So wrong. um, We just have to wait and see. And I would advise everyone for your own mental health, not to stress yourself out over this. We have enough bullshit going on. It seems like everybody is either like 100% pro Trump or not. So it will be interesting to find a jury that's all like really in the middle. Right. It's so divisive. Yeah. To find like a really impartial jury. That's got to be like, <laughs> quite the Well, what's interesting is like even when you look at the sexual assault trial, because um, the, I mean, the, the defense could, they can dismiss a certain number of jurors, right? They can count certain jurors out. So just statistically, you had to at least have one or two people sitting in. Let me, let me back up. I think it's one thing to be a supporter of someone and say that you believe them and support them and whatever, when you're listening to them, just talk at you. I think it's quite another when you're sitting in a courtroom and evidence is being like, shown to you and people are testifying and talking about their experience and especially for these people they don't have any they live and die on the talking heads that tell them what trump means and how to interpret it and like what the point is and like oh he didn't really mean that he meant this and when you don't have that and you just have the evidence in front of you i don't know i don't know that it's that easy to just close your eyes and, you know, do the toddler thing where you're like, no, 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 I can't hear you type of thing. So you have more faith in Trump supporters than I do, because I feel like they're so diehard that they they're just like, they already don't believe anything is true going in that they're going to sit on the jury and be like, I have to help him. Yeah. I mean, that could be true too. Listen, I know I'm not delusional. I don't think this man is going to spend one day in jail. Even if he's found guilty, I don't think he's going to. And God, I hope I'm wrong. God help me. Like, like even if it was two, two, two months, that would make my whole like year. But I don't, I don't think he's going to spend a single day in jail. Yeah. And he's been like priming everybody, his supporters for this for for a year he's been telling them his version of what happened he did that man in his deposition in his sexual assault trial all but admitted to it and and said on tape like well i i think she's disgusting if she's willing to go into a dressing room and and you know let someone feel her up like he he has no moral compass this man has no moral compass he will lie and cheat and steal to get out of whatever he needs to do and that's not new it's not since he's been president if you hear anyone talk about their business dealings with him leading up to being president that was their experience with them right like all of the the poor fucking commercial painters that he screwed out of like millions of dollars that they ended up going bankrupt for painting his golf courses and and uh hotels that when it came time to actually pay the bill 
he just said, screw it. And they can't possibly yeah. fight Trump lawyers. Like they're, they're local businesses. Like yep. this is his MO. You talk to anybody in Atlantic city when he was building the Trump casinos out there and he completely tanked the economy. Like this is who he is and he's gotten away with it. So there's no difference now. And he'll continue to get away with it. Ugh, it's so annoying. Not- like, uh, I hate it. Hmm? And I know I've I said it before, right. but I, I feel like his supporters are, are all still going to believe what he says about this is just a distraction to keep you, sure. your head turned away from what Biden is doing. So every time they say something bad about me, go dig through what Biden's doing so that you can sure. see what he's trying to hide. So I feel like that's, a, that's what this is all going to be about is what is this distraction? It's not true. It's just a distraction. I, I think you're spot on. I also think it's, we'll never win over the Trump supporters. That's not who the target audience is. It's the independents decide elections. Democrats, hardcore Democrats are always going to vote for hardcore Democrats, no matter who they are. And hardcore Republicans are always going to vote for their nominee. It's those middle voters that, that decide elections. So that's who, that's who you're hoping. And you hope a few of the MAGAs, like I said, just don't go vote. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping is that they'll just like, if it seems like he's not going to be as valid of an option or to them personally, you know, because of, because of everything going on, that they'll just stay away. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that to me seems Let less. Let the adults decide. Right. And it seems, le- it seems somehow not as bad as voting against him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For yeah. them, at least. I mean, I'm. For sure. You know, not but for them. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Totally. Like abstaining seems a far less crime than voting for someone else. Yeah. Oh my God. So. I have to tell you a funny story about abstaining later, Stacy. It just occurred to me. I won't <laughs> do it on here, but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that's what's going on with that. Again, there's not a ton else to talk about right now. It just kind of is what it is. And listen, Republicans, I know you don't listen to this, but what I'm going to start telling people is do you really want to deal with four more years of this? like four more years of the impeachments and the embarrassment and like the him being prosecuted and stuff, or do you want someone that's actually going to do their job? Right. I don't know. My dad changed his mind. He won't vote for him. Wow. That's huge. Listen, it's not, (laughs) he told me that. And my first thought is, what what could have possibly happened that would have changed your mind? And you know what it was? <laughs> what? It was the fact that he's calling the election results fake. My dad saw that as a poor loser. That's what got him. Mm. Hey, whatever. And then let it go. It wasn't sexual assault on women. It wasn't <laughs> talking about grabbing women by the pussy. It wasn't about, you know, uh being friends with Putin or or petting Kim Jong un's ego it's because he's a shitty loser i mean that says yeah. a lot about a person <laughs> but yeah. i was just I, look a win is a win a win is a win and i was yep. just like okay i'll take it but <laughs> what yeah i was just I was, so if my dad can be swayed i feel like he may but my dad was my dad's never been a hardcore Trumper. He was a hardcore Republican. So right. I think that's where kind of the 
the cutoff is of he was never loyal to Trump. He was loyal to the party. Yeah. And there's a difference. Yeah. Right. For sure. For sure. So we'll see. We'll see. I want to make sure and tell Lex's dad that because Lex's dad's like thinks my he calls my dad a stud. So I want to I want to be like, you know, my dad's not voting for Trump and see if that has any carries any weight. Maybe we can that's, knock another one off in Pennsylvania. See, that's so funny. <laughs> so I have a friend who's, you know, she's hardcore Democrat and her husband is a Republican and they she kept reminding him that he needed to renew his passport. And he was like hemming and hawing, didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it. Well, now they're getting ready to go on a vacation. And he hadn't done his passport. And I she was like, him. well, she was like, you know, you reach out to, you know, your congressman, you can do X, Y, and Z, try and get it expedited, whatever. And they got a thing in the mail from Josh Harder. Like, here's what we can do for you. Blah, blah, blah. One of the things was passports. So she like circled it, drew a bunch of arrows and stuff. She, of course, he contacted them. They were able to get his passport in like a couple of days. They were so helpful. And she was like, you know, you're gonna have to vote for him, right? <laughs> so I'm like, we got one. <laughs> Is he actually gonna vote for him? One. Maybe, yeah. He was like, they were so helpful and so nice. I was like, yep, yeah, child, yeah. Hey, swing one Republican at a time. Well, the thing is too, and I know, I know we have said this on here like a gazillion times, so I'm not going to harp on it, but people don't realize how important like local government is and how, when you talk about like Democrats and Republicans in your local government, those are very different things from national politics. Like your local congressman, he's there to help you. He doesn't really care if you're a Democrat or Republican, like he, he or she is there to help you just like your local city staff workers and your local um, city council, because they have to talk to you at the grocery store and they, right. their kids go to the same school as your kids do. And they may run into you at a movie theater. Like, so they're real people. So I, I think people don't give enough, like they immediately associate any of us who work in the government as like national politics. And it's like, bro, could not be further further from, from the, the truth, truth. <laughs> like i i saw the mayor in the grocery store parking lot today <laughs> like mm-hmm. just could not be further from the truth mm-hmm. and we have way stricter regulations in local government than the the congressmen and senators oh have like if i but, the list of shit we can't get away with would shock you i have a hard time getting away with things that are allowed yeah right like i have a hard enough time doing things that are 100% on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also you're really overestimating how much time we have. I barely have enough time to do my actual job. You think I have time for like conspiracies and like, well, like you're also overestimating the efficiency of government. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, we can barely get people to do the shit. That's like, in in like teamwork and stuff that's actually right. laid out in our resolutions right. and our proclamations, like much less come up with something on the DL and do it. Like that's not that's not how it works. I, I, I welcome like you secret. to go spend a day at your local city hall and follow some some of those poor staff around. Oh my gosh, see for what sure. Actually, like um, okay, so we're done talking about politics. What else you guys got? I thought mm-hmm. that we were going to be talking about glitch this well, whole time, so I didn't yeah. do my research. So off the top of my head, 
Um, have you guys watched the TikToks going around about Cameron Robbins? I don't know what that is. We yeah, have an algorithm. Yeah. Well, maybe, and I just don't recognize the name. So he is the boy that was on a class trip on a cruise in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He, there was alcohol involved, and he mm-hmm. was dared to jump off the cruise ship, and mm-hmm. he is now declared lost at sea. Um, it was late at night. There's footage of him jumping. The kid in the background grates my nerves every time I see a clip because he says, oh, guess he's gone. Bye-bye. You know, like just Jesus. Not a care. So callous. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so now people are taking the videos and they're messing with the exposure and night vision and all these different things to prove that they see him being eaten by a shark. And... So I'm crazy though how you can I know, right? Edit that stuff, yeah. So there is like a an image, and I'll post the video on our TikTok so everybody knows what we're talking about. You can go watch it. There's an image to the left of something that could be a wave, it could be a shark in the water. There is it's very grainy, just like every video of everything that's you know important online. It's grainy. <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden they used a flip phone. We yep. can take we can yeah. take pictures of galaxies like seventeen million right. light years away, but we can't track this one kid. Like, come on, right? So there's grainy footage, of course. You can see something off to the left, and people mess with the image and swear it's a shark. And then when he is. They throw out a life preserver to him and he starts to kind of turn towards it. They're yelling, swim to the floaty, you know, like swim to the life preserver. And then he suddenly turns away and starts swimming towards the front of the boat. And they think it's because he saw what they're saying is the shark in the water. There's also slowed down footage of when he's, he's bobbing when he looks at the life preserver and then he lays on his stomach and swims away. And when he kicks his back feet up, it creates like a white, like bubbles kind of thing, like a splash. And the Mm -hmm. people that are, you know, messing with the images and changing it think that that is the shark that grabbed him and pulled him down. Because then in the video, he's kind of like underneath a net thing and you can't see where he goes from there. He goes off into the dark. So you can't see... I genuinely think that when he goes onto his belly and kicks his feet, that's his feet splashing. Even with the mm. edited photos or video, I really think that's his feet. I don't know about the image to the left of the life preserver, like if that could have been a shark. But the people did say, um, people on the cruise ship, the crew said it is shark infested waters. So they right, think I did hear that part. Yeah. Um, but the whole point is I think that everybody being obsessed with this and posting their theories and messing with the images and posting the videos over and over and saying, he's obviously eaten by a shark. You can see it. The shark drags him down. I don't think that that's good for the family, you know, like let the parents grieve and know that he was lost at sea and don't make them watch the footage over and over again Mm -hmm. or stumble upon it or see it because now you know how some tiktoks when they blow up so big they end up in ads or news like headlines for you know like on your facebook feed or your instagram feed it's they end up everywhere so i feel like this family can't get away from it and i feel like all these people being so like obsessed with it is just let it go he's gone he's lost his sea let it go who knows what happened um but 
Um, That's so awful. Yeah. It's it's just sad. Um, another one that I wanted to talk about was I sent it to Jax, and I don't know if she watched it because I sent it to her when she was in Disneyland. But Ugh. I saw a clip. I never watched Big Brother. Um, I know I should. I know Jax always talks about how it's like the best of the reality TV shows because it's more real. I saw a clip that made me say, maybe I'm not going to watch it. Okay. So the people are living in this house and they're there for like months, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't have contact with the outside world. And they do these challenges and they get like voted off, I guess is how it works. Yeah. So this one clip, this girl, she's in a room with two guys and they say, they call freeze and everybody has to freeze and not react and not move. And they do stuff to try to get them to react and, like, you know, mess up the challenge. They let this girl's, like, dog into the house. Okay? She can't react. She hasn't seen her dog in however many months before this. Oh, that's so mean. The dog walks in the front door. His tail is wagging. He's sniffing around. He's searching out his owner. He finds her. She locks eyes. She immediately covers her face because she's not allowed to talk or move or react to, you know this dog so he comes up to her and he's sniffing at her and obviously like mom pet me and she is just covering her face sobbing and the dog like stands there for however long like mom hello i miss you whatever and then turns around puts his head down and walks out the door the front door and they close the door and they call unfreeze and she never even gets to like touch him or talk to him or anything so cruel to both of them i know i was like i don't know how much money they win at the end of this challenge like this show but i would have lost it all at that moment because she didn't even have a chance to like unfreeze and say hi and like nothing nothing the dog had to leave they put him back in the van drove him away and that's the cruelest thing i've ever heard right that's it was so, I can't, I can't listen. I'll watch people be blown it makes up me all day. Cry. Yeah. But a dog, they don't know. I know. I mean, it's so, so traumatic for her, dog but that poor dog. Her and he does. Oh my God. Uh, no, I can't. That literally, I'm like, my, I'm like teary eyed. No, I can't. I cried. I watched the video. I like immediately like tears streaming down my face. I sent it to Jackson. Dogs I was like, I've never even seen this right damn now. show that you watch. I'll have but, to go back and watch it. Yeah. But I'm crying over this dog video. And then I played it again for my daughter because I was like, oh, my God, you have to cry with me. And we both cried over it again (laughs) the next day. And I was like, this is so dumb. I don't even know these people. I'm not even watching this show. I literally, like, tears streaming because this dog has no idea. He's like, I'm so excited to see my mom, who I haven't seen in however long. And then nothing. She has no reaction to him. And then he leaves, puts his head down and leaves and has no idea why his mom didn't hug that him. That's like, literally horrific. Right. That's awful. I hope they never do that again. Yeah. It was so sad. So sad. I bet you that dog's like back wherever he's staying now, depressed and totally. yeah, not eating. Yep. Oh my God. I, uh, all for all they win is 500 grand. I mean, 500 grand is life changing, but like, right. But still, I would have, I don't know that I could do that. For, like, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be mean to my dog like that. He doesn't understand. No. no. 
Did she keep oh. her face covered at least? So the whole time. And the two guys that were in the room with her, once she immediately she looks at the dog. You could see the surprise on her face. She covers her face with both hands. And like, I guess they're allowed to react that much. They she can't react to the dog like pet him, but she was mm-hmm. able to cover her hand her face. So she covers her face and you could see that she's crying, but she's being silent, you know. And when the dog leaves and the door like shuts and they call unfreeze, the two guys are like, what? And they look at her and she, there's no sound. So obviously she says that was my dog because they rush to her and hug her and like comfort her. And like, they're so like understanding that that was nice at least. That is so horrific. So sad. So if you need a good cry, no, don't do that. That's awful. <laughs> don't no. watch it. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Um, sad. What do you guys think about supposedly Maddie and Taylor breaking up? I hope that it's true. I mean, like it keeps saying allegedly, like there's no proof, but I guess he's not going to her concerts now. He's he's kissing people again. Oh, apparently she's dating Austin Reeves. Oh, that was quick. Which is really funny because somebody was, there was some like, hold hold on, let me find it. It was like, oh, she was, you know, spotted with NBA NBA player Austin Reeves, blah, blah, blah. And it said that they were, um, you know, spotted together at a bar in Arkansas. And his brother roasted him so far. He said Austin being at a bar is the most uh, unbelievable part of that. Why? Is he not like a drinker or something? First of all, he's only 25. Well, I mean, that's old enough to go to a bar. Well, I know, but he's just, he's a young, you know. He's kind of a, I, don't, I don't believe this Austin Reeves. Here's why I don't believe the Austin Reeves thing. Um and it's not, I don't have anything against Austin Reeves. I couldn't pick him out of crowd if you made me like, I, I mean, don't know. I, he's a Laker, so I have that against him. I, I'm just saying, like, every time she's single, the media tries to hook her up with any person that she talks to, looks at, like, whatever. Like, even before we found out about this Maddie Healing thing, Healy thing, they had her linked with, like, a pro football player, too, that they she was talking to at a restaurant. Like, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying I I need to see them together somewhere to believe it. Here's, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. I was curious what, like, you were going to say about it because, I mean, like, they're saying, like, you know, uh, allegedly they're, they've broken up. And I guess Matt said something, Maddie said something on stage about, like, very cryptic about them breaking up so i didn't know if it was true but i was curious because you said like am i like am i supposed to like boycott taylor now because i absolutely do not support this relationship so i was curious what you thought now is that still boycott worthy or now that they're broken up it's okay well in my head i had given her like a timetable (laughs) until july um of like because here's what we know about Taylor. Okay. And this is not an excuse for dating Maddie Healy. Uh, And listen, I've seen conflicting things about Maddie Healy. I don't really know what to make of him. Um, anyway, I think Taylor above all else is like a petty bitch, like a super petty bitch. 
And I'm deep yeah. into Swift talk, like deep into deeper than I'm comfortable admitting <laughs> to people at my age of 42. But I'm a lurker. I like to see people's theories. And some of them I'm like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. And some of them I'm like, I could do that. But I came across a few that were similar that pretty much said, um, and listen, it's TikTok. I don't know. They don't know. We're all just <laughs> assuming. Um, that said, Joe had always been like weird about Maddie because they had this thing a long time ago and you know they were still friends and because Jack Antonoff is such good friends with him they would spend a lot of time together when they were making music and stuff so he was always suspicious of Maddie and part of me thinks Taylor's petty ass so profusely dated him publicly to Mm Irma Joe and when it didn't work and she was getting all the backlash and she was getting all the like hate. She just stopped. Yeah. That, because so I, w- I was talking to my friend about it and I was telling her my whole, like, I don't know, do, do I boycott her? Like I'm so disappointed in her, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's a, she's a Taylor fan. I wouldn't go as far to call her a Swifty, but like she, she's a fan of Taylor. She's a cursory she- fan. casual listener casual listener would probably really like to go the heiress tour but is not going to spend 14 hours waiting in line like we did to get tickets you know what i mean like if she Mm -hmm. stumbled upon them she's going and she said you're awfully hard on her and ignoring the fact that she's still like a 33 year old woman like at the end of the day who is going to make mistakes but her mistakes are super public and like I don't know Maddie Healy and if she's not good for him, she's not good for him. And if he's a terrible person, she's going to figure it out. But Taylor right. has talked about pretty consistently that she doesn't like Google herself and she doesn't stay online a lot and stuff because it's mm-hmm. so polarizing for her. And maybe I'm giving her too much credit and maybe I'm like making excuses for her. I do think it's reasonable to expect more from her because of her position and the power her position holds because she can make and bake make or break people's popularity careers like whatever if you are seeing like a perfect example is ed sheeran okay mm-hmm. and i'm not saying ed sheeran is not talented he 1000 percent is super talented but you know what there's a shitload of talented people in this world but right. nobody knew who ed sheeran was until he opened for taylor swift like I'm not saying I'm not pulling the Kanye thing and saying like she made him, but there was no way he was going to get the publicity that that offered him before opening for Taylor. So she does have a certain amount of power. It's just like, I think cops should be held to a higher standard because of the position and authority that they carry. I think politicians should be held to a higher standard. Like there are certain people that they don't get to play in the lines like the rest of us. So although I, I get what my friend was saying about like, She's allowed to have a messy, like, rebound. I don't disagree. Do it privately, though. Right. You know how to be private. You spent six years with Joe being super private and super on the DL. You know Maddie was polarizing as fuck. So all I can think is the reason she did it so publicly was to get back at Joe. And I don't know if I that makes it totally better right. or worse because yeah. Maddie is problematic as fuck. So yeah. I'm like, am I back being able to listen to her songs without feeling guilty? Yes, I am. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't think she knew how bad it was. I, but I I think she knew he she's was She's so far removed. Yeah, but I think she's so far removed from real life. 
Well, and I think in her head, because Jack Antonoff is Jewish and he's like best friends with him. Right. I think that gave him like a vouch for pass. Like, oh, that Mm -hmm. Nazi salute couldn't have been real. Jack is friends with him. Right. Like, I think certain things gave in her head. She justified. And I don't know. I don't fucking know Taylor Swift. Like, right. It's all just conjecture. Yeah. But I'm glad it's over. Even if he had never said a problematic thing in in his life, he's just not good enough for her. He's just not. Yeah. She should date Chris Evans. If she's going to date a man, she should date Chris Evans. She should date fucking Andrew Garfield. She should date one of these super nice guys that like, Mm -hmm. but here's what I am interested to see though, because now there's TikToks coming out in blind items that Maddie was talking shit about Andrea Swift, who's Taylor's mom. Oh. And I think that is a line you don't cross with her. That is the closest person in her life. Fuck up and that find is, out. Yeah. He's been telling people that she reminded him of Miss Piggy. And no. so that could have been the catalyst of why they broke. Like someone told, to, I don't know. Cause there are a few things Taylor Swift takes. Normally Taylor doesn't get involved in shit unless it directly affects her. Like she's a capitalist. Let's be clear. Yeah. She's not anyone's hero. She's not a fucking, she's not a heroic feminist. She's not like any of these things. Okay. Mm -hmm. But part of the draw to her is that she's kind of just always been between the lines, kind of unproblematic. There's not a lot of scandals around her. Like you can, it's, it feels okay to like her because she's never involved in any dirty shit. Like it's just, it is what it is. Right. But talking shit about her mom for her, that's the worst thing you could do. (laughs) yeah they are the best of best of best friends so i don't know if that's true here's the other interesting thing that's gonna happen everyone knows everyone who fucks with taylor swift has to to sign an nda non-disclosure agreement right Mm -hmm. i don't think maddie healy gives a shit about ndas and i can't wait to hear what comes out from them but Mm -hmm. Do I think she was rebounding and fucking around? Yes. Do I also think she probably slept with him in 2014? And so she wasn't adding like another notch to her belt? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that it probably wasn't as serious for her as it may have been for him? Yes. Sheesh. Yeah. I have less guilt about listening to her now. Totally. Also, I saw it yesterday. If you live in California, um, Odyssey is doing a giveaway of Taylor Swift tickets and the signed guitar. So what you do is you go to the Odyssey app, you sign in, and every hour that you listen to one of the 15 to 20 radio stations that are in this clump, I think it's called Tay in LA is the contest name. Every hour that you listen, they'll put your name in. And every day they draw tickets and you win two tickets and I'm not sure where the signed guitar falls in, like who gets to win that. Maybe that's like the end of the week or something um, or the end of the contest period. But you get, yeah, all you have to do is have it on in the background and, and listen to, and our radio station out here, 106.5, which is what we all listen to anyway, um, is doing it too. So that's cool. Good radio stations. It's not like you have to listen to like (laughs) bluegrass. Yeah, <laughs> to, to enter. it's good radio stations. What do you think about it, Stacey? The Maddie Healy thing. You weren't you weren't on here when we were all talking about it. Me, me. Yeah, no, not you. Me. <laughs> yeah. Like which part? Because me and you talked about it when it was just the two of us. 
Now that they're broken up. Oh, now that they're broken up. I think you're 100% right. I think she, I think it was a revenge. Listen, I think that, that they had hooked up in the past. And I think it really makes it easy to slip back into old habits, especially when you're rebounding. You know, you have the bit of a backslide, which is totally normal. Like you said, she's still a 33-year-old woman. And she's going to do dumb shit like that. 32. She's 32 right now? She will be 33. Yeah, she'll um, be 33 this year. But, you you know, you're going to do dumb shit like that. And so I agree. I think it was a way to stick it to Joe. I think that I I think that it was probably like where you have those friends and, and your significant others like jealous, not comfortable of you hanging out with them for good reason because there is some kind of chemistry. And so I think that was her like rebound. I'm going to stick it to Joe. This is what I'm going to do situation. And I also legitimately don't think she, I think she knew he was problematic. I don't think she probably knew it was bad, as bad as it was. And I have no problem. I still was listening to all of her music. (laughs) I even found some of the things that he was doing a little refreshing after never having seen Joe. Yeah. Ever. The way he was treating Taylor was refreshing. Yes. And especially if you're talking about Andrea, we're going to have some problems. Yeah. Mama Swift. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. As a non-Swifty, what did you think, Stacey? Well, it was going on. And my non-Swifty, um, everyone, she doesn't hate Taylor Swift. She's just... No. She's I, not like... You're just not obsessive like we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm just not a super fan. She's not um, watching the PowerPoint. <laughs> Which, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was uh, weird of her because she is so protective of her image that I was like, what is going, this has to be some kind of like publicity stunt. This has to be something, there has to be more to it than she's just dating a bad boy. But everybody goes through their bad boy stage. So I mean, like maybe she was. She does like a bad boy. She loves, a narcissist loves her. Yep. I'm glad that it didn't last very long. So it didn't hurt her, you know. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think she has a responsibility to... I know we keep saying at the end of the day, she's a 33, 32 year old woman, but do you think she has a bigger responsibility than us? Like, I get what you're saying. I don't think that, well, it's hard to compare because I'm not a super fan like you. So I don't, I don't hold her on a pedestal. I don't have her as like, like in my eye, like you do. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit hard to say. I do think that when you're in the public's eye, you do have to hold yourself to a different standard. Um, you know, there, we talk about this, my husband and I talk about this all the time that like, there's certain actors and actresses that you've never heard have done bad stuff. Tom Hanks, right? you know, like they're like, there's just this handful of actors that you're like, oh, they're, they've definitely composed themselves in public this whole time. You can't find dirt on them. So I feel like there's definitely, if you're in the public's eye, like you you definitely can't be out doing stuff like Lindsay Lohan and getting drunk and flashing people. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I think she does need to be careful with her image, but I don't think that, you know, fans should be able to say like, you can't date that person. I I agree. I don't think, 
I, I'm not like that letter that went out to her that all those fans signed. I thought that was oh. line. Like we don't get to dictate what she does. We can choose what we spend our money on and how much support yeah. that we give her. But mm-hmm. we get, I mean, she's a person at the end of the right. day. She doesn't like, belong to us. Right. Yeah. And I was really trying to like wade through my feelings about what that meant for me, because I, I'm, I don't want to support someone who's supporting those types of things. But right. I never expected her to change her behavior based on like what I thought personally. You know, like right. we all have different lenses. We all have right. our different lives. I don't know Taylor Swift's life. I don't know how hard it is to get to know someone or date someone or get someone vetted or like whatever. It makes sense to me that she fell easily into something that was already in these like small intimate spaces that she spends her time mm-hmm. in, like music studios and writing rooms, and like mm-hmm. that made sense to me. Like. She doesn't, I'd like to tell everyone, like, you know, Taylor Swift, she could throw, she could pick anyone on the entire planet that would be with her or sleep with her or whatever. Yeah. But the reality of that is the semantics of that, the actual, like, follow through of that would be much more difficult because she can't just walk into a bar and meet someone for one night and go home with them. Like, so I understand Mm -hmm. how falling for someone who you're spending time with when you're hanging out in a room with acoustic guitars and wine and pot like it just happens i get that i never expected to change her to change her behavior for me i had to decide how i felt about spending money on someone who's now promoting behavior like this and right and that's the mature way to look at it (laughs) well yeah i didn't like that whole like the fans trying to pressure her to break up with him like right that's i think she She can do better Here's the thing. I don't think it's something that's like you signed up for this, but I think there is a social contract, right? With celebrities and you, they, they know going into this, like what's going to happen. They, they should understand the parasocial relationships related to it. Like there's, it's, it, none of it should be a big surprise, right? Not saying that it's okay or that it's whatever, but, but so it's hard because it's like, is there responsibility there? Like, I don't know if it's necessarily responsibility, but you definitely shouldn't be surprised when that's what happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's complicated, right? But that's not, and people can do what they want, but that's not my personal thing. Totally. I'm not, I'm not into telling Taylor Swift how she should live her life. I was disappointed. Right. Right. Oh, I'm not either. But what I'm saying is, you can't then get upset when that's the, like, you have to know going into it that that's the, could be the result. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is that, is that you lose some fans or you, you know, like that's a, that's a very real thing that could happen. What do you guys based on your behavior? Um, so as far as my obsession with last week, I know I talked about my daughter having her surgery done. Um, so as an update, um, she is doing well. It took, I'm going to say like a good five days for her to stop being sore and taking Motrin, um, which is longer than the doctors told us she would have to. Um, so anybody that is looking into this process, just know that she, she's a healthy 16 year old and she was down for the count for at least four days. Um, so FYI, it she was very sore. And you can imagine, you know, they put tubes into her arteries and her groin and her neck. So I'm sure they're wrenching them around 
you know? So you can imagine that's going to be sore. Um, But she's doing fine. She went back to school. She finished school. It's now summer. Um, And she has not had a heart um, situation since. So it seems like it took. So everything is good. Um, My, oh, and St. X. I finished St. X. I talked about it um, last week, I think, or the week before. I'm not happy with the ending. I'm really curious how other people that watched it um, took it. I didn't watch it yet. Sorry about that. I got a phone call. Um, so I'm I'm really curious how other people that watched it, um, what they thought of the ending because I was a little disappointed after so much like build up. And you could read on the like episode guide on the very last like description of the last episode, it says all the truth comes out, you find out who killed so and so. So I was like, all right, finally. And I was disappointed. So anybody else that watched it that's listening, like I don't know. Write in and tell us. Like, were you disappointed? Um, but what I'm really obsessed with is Glitch. I separated out the book so that I could read a little bit each day of the week so that I could, like, so that when we got to Friday, it would be, I would read the last 50 pages and we'd be, like, fresh to talk about it. And um, I was on, like, day two or three and I was like, forget this. Like, I have to keep going because I have to know <laughs> what happens. I think of the books of Jax's that I've read, I think this is her best one. Um, I can see, not that she was a bad writer in the first place, but I see where she has grown in her writing, and I think that's awesome. I can see the um, the research that she did, which I think, like, I mean, just reading it, you can see the research she, that she did and appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go leave reviews, and... I think everybody needs to read it. And I went into it kind of like, I don't normally read sci-fi books. You know, like I'm a Harry Potter fan and a Twilight fan. But as far as like sci-fi, like time travel, um, uh, like I'm going to say nerdier, but there is there really anything nerdier <laughs> than Harry Potter? I mean, like more. Um, uh, no nerdier, what, you're right. I don't know what the word is. Scientific, more scientific sci-fi. Um it's not my thing. So going into it, I was like, I'm going to read it and I'm going to, you know, be genuine about the writing and, and the storyline, but I'm not excited. But as soon as I got into it, like 50 to 60 pages into it, I was like, no, this is actually like, I am intrigued. This is good. I can't wait to find out what happens. So I think that's huge from somebody that's not into that genre to say, okay, everybody needs to read it. Loved it. That makes me so happy. It's a really good <laughs> fucking book. It is. And I totally don't mind you saying that. I, I Listen, I go back now and read my earlier books and I'm like, oh my God, I would have done this so differently knowing that Everybody does with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I agree with you. It's the best thing I've ever written. The parts that I yeah, wrote. I, I genuinely, like I liked, uh, Land's End was, I think, my favorite. Mm-hmm. But this is my new favorite. <laughs> and I can see just, and like I said, it's not that you were bad. It's I can see where you fine-tuned things <laughs> and where you've like changed as a writer. And I love it. Like it's it's so good. That makes me so happy. Who, I can't wait you, to talk about who, it next week. Who'd you like more? Amar or Isa? I can't decide. I kept trying to. Um and I another the right thing, answer like, is I'm, Amara. <laughs> I'm saving all of my like thoughts for next week, but I will say. 
you and Aaron writing together went so seamlessly that you you can totally read it and think that one author wrote the whole thing. It's not such a lot. It's not such a drastic change each person that you're like, oh, this is Jack's writing. Oh, this is you know, this is obviously Isa. Like you're, it goes very seamlessly together. Thank you for saying that. I love that. It's we worked really hard on this. It was um work. I don't think I've ever been more proud of a book than I am of Glitch. You should be. And I'm super excited to dive into all of the questions and thoughts that I have about it next week. I know. I know we're not going to talk about it until next week, but I want us to cast. I think we should all have our like dream cast. Oh, I did. I did in the first. Okay. 50, 60 pages. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who you guys think they are versus who we pictured when we were picturing yeah yeah well it was hard for me I didn't know in the first like 50 pages that I that uh Mara was black Mm -hmm. so I was like that was intentional because in her time it doesn't matter it doesn't matter right right it's not until she tells until they go so that was yep I'm so glad I'll talk about that next week I'm so glad you caught on that because that I worked so hard to make that a thing because I wanted people to feel like, oh God, like I didn't even know because it so doesn't matter in the time period that they mm-hmm. live in. Right. And that's actually one of my questions in like all the notes that I took has to do with that. So I'm not talking about it yet though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't know. So when I did my dream cast, I casted her and her mom as white people. Uh, so then halfway through the book, and I texted Jackson. I said, uh, like, am, do you have any descriptions? Am I totally, like, going to be, like, way off? And she was like, well, she's black. And I was like, shut up. So I had to go back and change her and her mom's characters. And I was like, okay, totally different, like, view now. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to share my dream cast, too. That makes me really happy. We worked really hard on this. And I will say... I obviously wrote Amara and um, Aaron wrote Isa and I'm really proud of Aaron too, because she really stressed herself for this. She does not write military hero types. It was hard on her. Mm-hmm. She, Isa Can't had tell. rewrites. She had a lot of rewrites. <laughs> it was, she found, Aaron finally found her voice for Isa. Like, maybe halfway through and then went back and, and rewrote her. Um, Cause she was writing very, for all of you who are familiar with Aaron Zach's work, she works out all of her emotional shit in her books. So all of her characters are really flawed and emotional <laughs> and anxious. And, and that's what people love about Aaron writing. Like her characters feel more real because they're not these perfect, like romance characters. Um, but with Isa, she had to so intentionally pull the emotion out of it because she was like such a warrior type person that mm-hmm. Aaron really struggled. And I'm so proud of her for how it turned out. You can't have all those feelings. Yeah. You guys warned us about that. So like yeah. when I was picturing reading it, I was picturing Isa being very cold and very um, non-feeling. She does have her feelings and yeah. she, it's not, Oh, it's so hard to explain. Wait, you guys, stop, that, like, you guys stop talking about <laughs> It's not that like Isa is like so cold and unemotional. It's just that she has to 
hide her emotions and be like, I'm a soldier. I can't feel this way. So I was glad to see that instead of somebody that has no emotions. Cause I was like, here's Amara who's totally in love with Isa and has all these feelings towards her. And Isa is just cold and doesn't love Amara. Like that fucked up. But then as soon as I started reading it, I was like, Oh, that's not at all how it is. Okay. So like funny. So your daughter, Alexis has actually had the working version of this the whole time we've been writing well not the whole time like the last six months and she called me one day and she told me that she actually thought amara was too cold and that isa was the feeling one and that she didn't think people would like amara yeah she told me she didn't like amara and that's why i need to send her my copy so that she can learn to like amara because she thinks that she didn't get to read far enough in because she's like i don't understand amara sucks and i'm like not at all what are you talking about but well, I, I tried, to, I tried to explaining like, to her. I'm whatever. like, Amara doesn't suck. Amara's hurt. Mm, like yeah. she's hurt and hurt people, hurt people. She can't let it go. Right. Well, she obviously didn't get very far because Amara is very caring and feeling. And as soon as I started reading it, I was like, okay, I'm casting this. Amara is Alexis and Isa's destiny. 100 percent so i told lex that and she was like what are you talking about i don't like amara how am i amara and i was like you need to read the rest of the book obviously <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> what what i was trying to explain and you know well, what i was trying to explain to alexis was you're not you don't necessarily have to like her right away what you're supposed to get the feeling of is she's built this wall around isa that she won't like she had to protect herself from isa so she seems cold towards isa but it's because she didn't really know why isa left her like she imagine your best friend and the person you thought you were going to be with forever just walking out one day and like the only way you survive that is by convincing yourself that you hate them and you don't just let that go and I I told her I said you're too young and in love to understand this but (laughs) this is what people do to survive Mm -hmm. that kind of heartbreak I know she's gonna read it and be like I I have all these opinions now that are totally different. She just didn't read far enough. Right. Cause she's going to love Amara mm-hmm. because Amara is brilliant and scientific and, and insightful and yep. a little bit poetic. And at the, core, Amara. at the core of Amara, she's a romantic. Yeah. Lex is Amara. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> well, hopefully she doesn't find out the same way Amara did. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stacy, what are you obsessed with? Okay, um, let's try and do something a little different. What am I obsessed with? Oh, I don't know how I missed them, but there were, just to like bring everything down, there were two new episodes in the In Your Own Backyard podcast about Kristen Smart mm-hmm. that I hadn't listened to from May. And they were the ones um, like in regards to the like trial and the verdict and stuff. And so I was listening to those like yesterday and today and like the amount of evidence <laughs> against Paul and Ruben Flores, like I did not realize that they had found pictures. They had found child pornography on Paul Flores's computer. They had had found pictures and videos of him raping women that He's were awful. unconscious, like literally a monster. And so they found and you know there were all these you know the working theory was that he you know he drugged Kristen Smart 
He took her back to his dorm. He raped and murdered her. And then that they buried, he called his parents and they helped him bury her body under the dad's deck. Never. And so, right. And like the amount of lies. And it's crazy because this podcast actually helped the case. Like it really brought it back up into like the forefront. He was able to talk to people whose witness testimonies were kind of brushed off by police and made to think that they weren't important. He was able to talk to other victims of of Paul Flores in the last, you know, 20 years or so. And so there was so much additional evidence that they were able to get. They really pushed this thing for them to like dig up the backyard um, for his mom's house and his dad's house. And so they ended up, you know, there, they ended up, it turns out before they dug up the backyard, neighbors saw his mom, dad, and stepdad had the stepdad's work trailer there butted up against this deck so you couldn't see what they were doing. And that's like super, super weird and random. Well, it turns out they found disturbances in the soil that it had been dug up more than once. So like once when they put her there and once when they dug her up to move her, they found uh, human blood in 13 different spots where this six foot area was. They found blood like with like starting at about two feet underground. Uh, I'm sorry, not blood, but they like human decomposition fluid. They basically said like the striations in the ground were just in this one area. So if it would have been a leak or something like that, you'd see them all the way down. You'd see them all over the place. Like everything they tried to prove, like it didn't make any sense. Like they're, they're really the only explanation is that there could have been a body there. So they found human, you know, the, the human decomposition stains. They found blood under there. They found fibers that matched the color of everything she was wearing. The um, cadaver dogs had alerted on his like dorm room bed, like right when it happened. They also got a warrant for the stepdad's work trailer. Filthy, dirty, except for one area where they use this stuff that's kind of like luminol, but it'll react to bleach and um, blood. And it like in the shape of how a body would be positioned if you tossed it in a trailer. And like there was so much evidence. There were times when he referred to um, when Paul Flores said, when we got back to the dorm, I mean, there were so many, many, like just so much evidence against him, right? That like, it could, the, the potential for all of these things to just be coincidence is so small. Like it just, it it's crazy. And I didn't realize how much, evidence they actually had against him and his dad and I was so disgusted by the dad's attorney and how he I mean there are several times when they referred to her as like a slut or I mean just not a way you would talk about a girl you don't know who's missing right you know what I mean like you wouldn't talk about some like don't talk about girls like that at all Right. It just, they found in Ruben Flores, so the dad, they found in his bedroom, in his bedroom, all kinds of like Kristen Smart paraphernalia. It's gross. Newspaper clippings, right. If you're just, if if your son is kind of the main suspect in that crime, why would those be things that you keep in your bedroom if he's innocent? Like the whole thing was crazy. So 
if you haven't listened to the in your own backyard oh God, podcast, it's, so it's phenomenal. Like so the guy who does it just does such a good job of telling that story of talking to really everybody. They did updates, and then this these last two episodes, they have like the DA and like they have so many people on there, and it's just it's such a good. It's just so good. I know there's going to be a couple more that come out because there was like a, you know, in the next one or whatever thing. But if you haven't listened to it, it's so phenomenal. And, and if it wasn't for this podcast, this would still be a cold case. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And the best thing about it is this guy wasn't like a professional podcaster. No. He was just, he drove past this billboard. He grew up in the air yeah. area. Yeah. And saw the billboard. To be clear, he was a documentary filmmaker. So, like, it's not like he has no experience. It's not... It's not like bullshit interviews that he does and stuff. Like he's a good investigative reporter. I don't want to make it sound like he half-assed it. He did such a good job. Totally. And yeah. if you're in California or from California, like this is just one of those cases that I think mm-hmm. cl- hits close to home for everybody. Her, she was she was raised in Stockton. Yeah. You know, this happened at Cal Poly. And so this is just, you know. And I want to see this guy brought to justice so fucking bad. It's it's disgusting because he was allowed, you know, like they didn't have enough to get him back then. And so he was allowed to stay free and continue to be just a monster and abuse women for the last, gosh, I don't even know how many years it's been now, 25 years, 20 years, 30 years, something yeah. like that. But he has continued to rape and abuse women and it's disgusting so i'm so glad they tried to paint his dad as like a he couldn't possibly help he's 80 years old he's not a criminal like okay but 30 years ago he wasn't you know 80 years old he was you know so yeah and and very capable of hiding a body and so it just is so gross them trying to defend this but it's really, really phenomenal. It blows my mind when parents help their kids get away with stuff like this. Like, don't, don't, I'm, don't get me fucked up. I would kill for my kid, but I would not help him hide a murder Thanks. or a, right. like, if you, if you, if you hurt him and mess with him and do something to him that steals his like childhood in whatever way, that's different. I, I, I'll be in jail. But if he right. were, but if he's the no. guilty one, no, I turn yeah. in. One hundred percent. I'd visit him every week, and I tell him that I love him and I care about him. But one hundred percent, I turn him in. That family yeah. deserves peace, and they deserve justice. And Kristen Smart deserves justice for what happened to her. She was just a kid, man. It was her freshman year of college. She yeah. was just a kid. Yeah. It's awful. It's it, fucking it awful. totally is. But the story, the investigative work, and I know sometimes people think like. Oh, don't, you know, promote that you give promotion to the killer. That's not how this podcast is done. It's very centric on Kristen Smart. Mm -hmm. It's very centric on her family. Her family's interviewed in it. The whole first episode is really just her her parents and her family and her friends talking about her. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so well done. It pays such respect to her and her family and and what they've gone through. They've never victim blamed in it. He's never done that. He's never painted her as anything but a victim in it. It's it's really well done. Yeah, it's really incredible. Um, what am I obsessed with this week? Sheesh. First week <laughs> of summer camp, so it's been brutal. It's been brutal. You're, we- you're a week ahead of me. Yeah. Oh man, it's been it's been a ride, you know. Here's what I am obsessed with. My son is graduating preschool next week. I didn't know that was a thing. 
I didn't know they graduated preschool. Like, I don't know how many of these things we're going to have to go to, but apparently it's a lot now. And um, I just, I can't believe he's going to be five in two weeks. Like, where the fuck is the time gone? And um, yeah, he's graduating preschool. So that's exciting. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I'm obsessed with this week. It's, um, it's been real busy at work. It's been a shit show. So for anyone who doesn't know, Stacy and I work in Parks and Recreation. So the last two weeks of May and like June, the first two weeks of June are like, it's, just, it's our Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really fucking intense. rough, man. If you have friends that work in Parks and Rec, check on them. Oh, I went and got, I will say this for all of our female listeners, which we know statistically is 98% of you. I went uh, and got a pap smear today and I haven't had one in a few years. Let me tell you something. They've really eased up on the uncomfortableness of it all. <laughs> of course, it's still not a pleasant experience. Like no one wants their vagina like inspected by pride open. Right. Yeah. But this was of all of the pap smears that I've had. <laughs> this was wow. the least invasive. Like it just was. Mm. They did it wasn't as painful as the, and they didn't use so I didn't get the duck clamps. The my gynecologist wow. fingers instead to feel around and take the sample and stuff. I think the difference, this is the first time I've had a female gynecologist. Mm-hmm. All the others have been men. And this was for what it was a much more pleasant experience. So I recommend to people, if you can get a female gynecologist because. Right. It's a lot easier when they're, when they are also owner owners of the same. <laughs> or well, this is the first time I had one that I didn't experience pain. I didn't experience like severe. I mean, I'm a little uncomfortable after the fact, but as one always is, but it wasn't painful in the process. It wasn't uncomfortable leading up to it. Like it was just. It was fine. It was one of the things we have to do, but I always dread this appointment and this one wasn't bad. So that's my go get your cervix, your cervix checked ladies. Be proactive. If you're over 40, go do it. When you went to get other things checked, did you have to get a mammogram? I just got my mammogram. What a month ago. Yeah. How you're big, you're big kid now. Yeah. bad was it i they don't bother me lex hates them um i i don't know you know how when we were in the military so i had to get a pap smear every year in the military did you yeah we got them every year in our birth month recall so pap smears have never really bothered me the way i'm sorry what's a birth month recall? it's your yearly physical they just okay. do it on the month you were born like you go down you get all your stuff checked they do all the okay. tests and then you leave um the mammogram for me it was fine. Like it doesn't, I, I went to, so I went to the one in Dublin. I was in and out of there in like 20 minutes. Like wow. now that you can check in on Kaiser, you check in online So great online. I waited in the waiting room. No bullshit. You guys for like two minutes, they called me back, had it done. I was back at work. I'm just wondering how okay, hard they okay. with you. <laughs> um, it's not comfortable. Like I wouldn't recommend it, but they've gotten the last one I had was probably 10 years ago. And this one didn't hurt nearly as bad. All right. So I just know it's coming. Like I'm turning 40 this year and I'm having a very hard time with it. So I know it's coming. And I just keep hearing about how bad it hurts to have your boobs squished in a glass case. 
<laughs> I just don't think about it. I I figure like that because it's not it's not like you're there for three minutes. They put it in, they go back, they take the picture, and they take it out. So it's not it's so quick that I don't feel like it's I don't know. So to it's make like doesn't have time to really cancer, hurt that bad. To make sure you don't have cancer, is it worth it? Yes. In my it's opinion. like when you have to bite down on that really hard pokey thing oh, at the, the dentist, dentist. <laughs> yeah. when they do x-rays. I just, it, it, for my technician, it, I was probably, my boob was probably in that thing for seven seconds. Like, because oh, okay. she bad. positions it, she like lowers it down lightly and then she lowers it all the way down. She walks over, she pushes the button and then she releases it. So it wasn't, oh. I don't right. know. It, it, I don't think it was that bad. That doesn't sound terrible. No, it's not the worst thing I've ever been through. And the good news is like Kaiser does them for free. Once you're 40, they're not actually like required medically till you're 50. I just figured it was good to go get a baseline, like in my early Mm -hmm. forties to make sure everything was good. I had to get called back because some of the imaging was kind of off. They, they did an ultrasound on me. Let me tell you something about Kaiser too. When I went in for my second, like, so they did an ultrasound on my right breast because they found two lumps in it during the mammogram. They dimmed the lights. They warmed the ultrasound fluid. Oh, man. It, it was it was fucking delightful. I could have taken a nap had I been in there. Yeah. Like yeah. They did it. I had the results within five minutes. Like, it wasn't. The technician said, there's nothing wrong. This is, you know, it was just an imaging issue. We'll send you the results soon, like for a final thing. Over, done Mm -hmm. with, boom, I was out of there. No bullshit. From the time I parked to the time I left, it was like 30 minutes. Yeah, you can't ask for more than that. So go get your titties checked. Go get your vaginas checked. You you don't know. You don't know. If you happen to be listening to us, get your balls and prostate checked well why not why not have at least a baseline so if something changes you can track it like is it inconvenient sure is it sometimes painful sure but don't you want to be ahead of it because listen breast cancer is one of those early detection things that if they catch it early the survival rate is extraordinarily high like yeah it go get it checked before it's too late. Don't let it get to the point where it's in your lymph nodes and it's in your lungs. And it's like all these places, like be proactive in your health. So then you're not going through a year of chemo. Like go, mm-hmm. go get that shit checked for 20 minutes yeah. of your time. It's totally worth it. And we're getting to the age now where you got to start getting that shit checked. You guys are. Okay. You're, you're knocking on the door. So <laughs> That's it for us this week, guys. Have a good weekend. Make good choices. If you're in California, mm. enjoy this fantastic weather. It's been like yeah. a nice 76 so cool. degrees for uh, weeks. Oh, my God. Could you ask for more? Oh, sorry about the East Coast dying in smoke. Like, we get that every year. So, like, we're let us, let us have our thing. That's global warming. <laughs> global warming. You're welcome. Bye. Bye, Mom. Fierce Fan Media.